because I, ha- I had a moment this morning similar to that. You mm-hmm. speaking about your Bond YouTube spoilers, like, mm. oh, careful, Can't, and avoiding close the that quick, close it, close it. Yeah, mm. um, I had a good morning of uh, avoiding my avoiding Instagram. I think yeah. I still spoiled it. I still, I still spoiled the Formula One for myself. Oh, <laughs> by accidentally just ADHD chick. You tr- tricking, you know, yeah, just, just fucking buzzing through it all, opening yep. my phone, just like, yeah, and open, just thinking there's no just, danger to it. No, not even no danger, just, just by like, okay, just have it, just okay, picking up a phone, looking, oh, I opened Instagram, oh, whoops, yep. damn, I saw yep. the driver standings mm. after the race, yeah, um, but I missed out, I didn't miss out on because there were two sport events over overnight that mm. I was. Excited to try and Looking watch. forward to perusing. No spoilers mm. before. One being the F1 and the other being... West Ham United v Tottenham. Mm, Tottenham. Mm. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I just... We'll find out. Well, no, I do. <laughs> oh, well. Well, don't spoil it for our dear listeners who are just still yet are. to hear this episode, who are yet for, to watch the sport after two days. For a 12-hour 12 12 old football episode. Yeah. Football game. It will be 36 um, hours old by the time this is out. But that's the thing. That it was a nice... It was a hard time. And I can't believe you've now been doing this for... Like, I found it... Like, I, clearly I failed because I spoiled the... Result it was still a good race, but I spoiled yeah. the end result in terms yeah. of the cold numbers. Yeah. Well, uh, and I didn't have to do that for forty-four days. No. Uh, well, look, it, it's shot. unfair. It's it's a slightly different game, given that the expectation is on you guys. It's not like a. It's it's not like the Bond people. Like, well, if you didn't see it as it happened, <laughs> bish bosh. While the the sporting people are usually like, yeah, if you didn't catch it. You snooze, you lose. But um, yeah, Sports eighteen sleeps like that. Eighteen sleeps to go. Who's counting? Get on your mic. Get on your mic, motherfucker. Let's go. I I, I purposefully moved my mouth away from it because I had to belch. Well, <laughs> just dropped it. You just dropped it. It's, I, I, it's a stiff arm. I adjusting it correctly. What are you saying? Takes pressure sometimes. Um. <clears throat> Wonderful stuff. Anyway, welcome look, to the show. Welcome back. My name is Morgan Roberts. My name is Dominic, not Green Fitzgerald. <laughs> what do you think about him? I think I was like actually just like uh, so many things about this is is kind of. I actually was watching this. I watched this recently, like again, like a couple yep. of nights ago. Actually, I stayed mm. up and watched it. I thought I'll give this another go. Mm. It's a pretty fresh. I think it's a fresh film. Yeah, like it holds up, and it's, yeah. I think it's got some really good elements that yep. that 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 are actually in, in in the same way that I like that I like the the non Bond tropes, like the way that I'm not saying it's a subversive film, but the way mm. that the film just kind of goes, yeah, we're not going to ham up things just for the sake of because yeah. it's a Bond film. It's 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 got subversion on its mind, specifically coming off Casino Royale, you know. Uh, what I mean is, you know, as a villain, he's not this like uber man. No, yeah, nor is he a nor is he, nor is he a physically deformed intellect genius. He's just a guy. He's got charisma. He's charming. He's yeah. one of those Bond villains that sees himself as a Bond type, which is ah. almost all of them that Daniel Craig's fought, if you think about it, bar the exception of Ernst Stavro trademark, 
Um, <laughs> they're all quite they're all quite Bondian in their own ways, and um, I think Matthew Almerick. It, it's a fascinating thing because he's absolutely one of those actors who you only recognize as as the character of Dominic Green. Like you don't. The, uh, Matthew Almerick is not showing up in many of the films I was watching as a. 12 11 year olds mm. you know he's not he's not showing up in uh gosh i don't even know what i was watching as a, as a 12 11 12 year old <laughs> but as you grow older and you sort of see him and more as, you, as i became more aware of cinema as a whole and you see him in like you know he pops up in some wes anderson movies there's some you catch a that french film him. on sbs any ev- him That's any age him. or so and uh you spot matthew almerick speaking in a language you wish you spoke and you go oh wow there's range there and to the point where you can really start to appreciate him playing the character of dominic green even what though i love about this is 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 in the inevitable coming of the film poster review you know the film yeah. poster of our podcast yep yeah. The, the, the quotes actually no this is the film no the, if matt if matt isn't it Matteo Matteo Matthew, you just say Matthew. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I've 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 spent all my brain cells making sure I pronounced Almerick correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but in the inevitable film po- poster of his, mm. you know, yeah. there's Dominic Fitzgerald with. <laughs> there's range there. There's range <laughs> there. There is range there to the to the to the performance of Dominic Green. However, <laughs> much like every other element in the film, it's maybe not as exploratorily written. Which we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, I just I do feel like this this takes you to a good place, mm. only to plateau. Yeah, and it's like a and, like a like a Bond zoo. Like you can only yes. go as far as the glass window. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which but, doesn't know, necessarily make it bad. I mean, no. it, and it doesn't make it unenjoyable. But yeah. it also means that we're not saying look at this like we're not we're not we're not we're not prancing we're not dancing in the streets no. screaming the name of this film yeah it's hard to it's hard to have a coming to jesus moment with with quantum of solace sometimes you know because yeah. you can only it's appreciation is is a very strange thing because it takes different people appreciate different things for different reasons and quantum of solace if you are just an average person going to the cinema to see some espionage action, uh, you're not going to see something subpar. But I would, I think everyone would agree that it's nothing revolutionary or or, or exorbitant. It's just solid. And for the first time, to use your warm blanket metaphor, it's solid not because it is a warm blanket, but because it is this interesting production story. Uh, speaking of warm blanket, uh, I before I watched this film, Emma and I were watching something on TV and scrolling through, <laughs> watching mm. something or other, and literally hit that channel surf. And it wasn't Seven Mate this time, who Come seemed on. to have the rights. It's Nine Gem, Nine Gem, who's taken it over. Nine yes. Gem, yes. As we turned on Mr. Sean Connery. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, this the right is right my... idea, Mr. Bond, but the this... wrong pussy. <laughs> right idea, Mr. Bond. Um, Jesus. Uh, well, yeah, all right. So this is the thing for all our Australian listeners. Again, sorry to <laughs> sorry to isolate our handful of American listeners. Uh, 
they've been playing on Channel 9, but like, are they doing them in like release order? Because there's only, like I mentioned, 18 sleeps to go as of day of recording, 17 sleeps on the day you're listening to this listener. If you're listening to a day of release. I don't, um, I don't know. I, I I don't care enough to call up a find try and tweet a producer at nine gem. Be like, hey, <laughs> oh, it'll just pull up the doing? TV guide. <laughs> pull up that old section of the newspaper. Are you also are you also trying to get it done before the new film comes yeah. out? Yeah, no. Let, let me look, tell you. Of, we share we share a story. You and I. Yeah. Ah, we're, <laughs> we're not, not that so different. different. You and I. TV week. <laughs> Um, no, because a friend DM'd me the other day and said, Hey, I saw a, I saw a, you only live twice, a chunk of you only live twice on television last night. And it was the first time she'd ever seen a Bond film and went, I turned it off when they got to the bathhouse. And I went, Yeah. Yeah, that scans. Yeah. <laughs> Something about, uh, I forget what the super derogatory term that they use, that the, that the slave women, uh, have to listen to. Well, that must be that they are doing it in order. Yeah, well, that's what I thought, because I, I could have sworn someone showed me... That would make sense, actually, because at some point, someone sent me a screenshot. I was pet-sitting for a friend over the last weekend. Welcome to COVID Corner. Uh, <laughs> the state's out of lockdown, and there's a lot of freedoms for the double-dosed people. Freedoms. Freedoms, freedoms in commas, you know, in this country that still locks up <laughs> refugees for nine yeah. years. But, you know, that's White fine. people freedoms. White people freedoms. Um, but I am still a single vax Andy uh, to date. I'm halfway there. But so it mean everyone else decided to make weekend plans and go places. And I got asked to look after their pets t- two weekends in a row. <laughs> I know. First time it was a family friend and they were going to their family member's 18th birthday in Orange. And right. I was like, sure, I'll look after the pets. It's delightful. And then this weekend it was literally my parents going, yeah, we're, we're fucking off. You're looking after the pets. And I'm like, see you later. <sighs> well, Damn. Well, that's I guess the I'm just, pussy, I guess. That's the, <laughs> yeah. I like the dog, but it's the wrong push. I can't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's not, but it's not, it's not Connery that says the line. It's, I, who says it? Anyway, the Blofeld oh. says it. Oh yeah, two Connery in, in diamonds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he goes, "Oh, the cat. I'm going to get the cat to figure out." Fuck. We, yeah. Anyway, I haven't watched diamonds in literally <laughs> since whenever we recorded to that our last Quantum year. of Solace episode yeah. where we discuss yeah the, the, the general Bond state of affairs forever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, anecdote. Well, I guess that's right because when when I watched this, I think it was um, I think it was maybe like Friday night. Yeah. So yeah, if that was Friday night, yeah. So it was just on TV on on Nine Gem. Yeah, so that's oh. still. I think they must be doing it absolutely to the number where they yeah. play Spectre the night before it comes out. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Good look, well done. Yeah, Nine Gem, good for you. Nice, good one. for you that you finally caught on to this thing after we've been doing this for nearly two fucking years. But yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, we're not we're not bitter about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, again, I, I when I was listening back to the casino episode, the way I didn't quite hear it. I did a Joe Budden and couldn't. I heard the words you said, but I didn't quite understand the way you said them until I heard back when you said, no. "Fuck, I wish this." W-. <laughs> you said, "If this weren't Daniel Craig's run, I would be begging to do something else." Yeah, I would. I, I would be. We I'm are glad the, that we have left the best to last. Like, like thank you. <laughs> But even then, we're at we are at the end of the marathon. Like even I, 
the man who could be placed on any random deserted island with just the Bond box set, not even a TV or a DVD player. I just need that box set. And then I, from memory, <laughs> just, recreate just all the films myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even I'm starting to feel it a little bit. But in terms of Quantum of Solace, it's really, it, it, it does for me all come down to the history of the film. And so quickly going yeah. back to 2007, Casino Royale's a hit. It's a it's a great. We we start cracking onto film too. No time to waste. No time to die, if you will. <laughs> the writers strike. The 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 WGA, which affects you know, even though it's an American strike, does often involve a lot of British writers who do a lot of their work in America. The strike is looming, and they've barely got a, a first draft in. I think Barb told a story literally during the the Being James Bond special that came out earlier. That Which you should all watch if you're following this podcast. <laughs> yeah. She told a story that I'm guessing it was Paul Haggis dropped off the first draft and immediately picked up his placard and started uh, started yeah. um, uh, what striking outside. Yeah. yeah. But so at this point, you're left with a film that can't have professional writers work on it. And nor should they. We respect. We, we, we're pro-striking for workers' mm. rights on this show. Um. So it's left to Daniel and the director of the film, uh, Mark Especially Forster. in, not that it was involving the writers, but especially in light of recent events, which... Yeah. Yes. The, you the, know. The IRC I mean, strike. Oh, Jesus. We're in support of, we're very much... Uh, uh, Ethical let's, and let's, sustainable filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. We all know um, what happened. Um, but so Daniel's not a writer, per his own admittance, and... Mark Forster is 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 if you look at his filmography prior to this it, it, yeah he's probably not the best pick to write it either but so they just sort of they just sort of chug along with where the the notes of the film go but it leads to the the zoo effect that we described earlier yeah there's because there's great the thing, ideas yeah there there are some great ideas and you know what when i was watching it and i I'm not uh I'm not sort of dramaturgically or narratively like you know I'm not an expert but I I I don't I don't think this is a bad script. I actually think some of the lines are pretty good. There's actually some pretty tight writing in it. It's just the mm. fact that it's it's sort of just glitzing over these themes instead of really exploring yeah. them and going going balls deep with them. Yeah. Um it's not a crunchy it's not a it's not a crunchy script. It's not going, you're not sitting there going, oh, oh, why did you say that? Like certain delivery of certain lines you might come up, you're like, don't say, don't say X, don't say X, don't say X because it's leading to a trope. And then they say it and you go, ah. Do you have an example none of that? that in mind? None of that here. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Oh, it's right. not, none of that. Okay. I'm just saying that there's none of yeah. that in this. Yeah, which is true. Because the real element that they added to the script that I think is fascinating is they just made it more of a direct continuation of of Casino Royale. Yeah. And I'd love to know what they meant by that because I'm assuming it was all of the the, the Vespa love not uh, Mr. White Algerian boyfriend threads, which are quite thick throughout the film. But they – and the real fascinating thing about this film – that I don't hear anyone talking about. 
never heard in my years in the Bond fandom, I've never heard this discussed at great theory. And I think it's because of the general distaste towards the film. Mm. The whole point of quantum is to be the new specter, which is kind of cool because it's in direct competition with what we dislike and what they, they being the Bond fandom dislike about specter. And without talking right. too much about Spectre, it's a film that very much doesn't have to be its namesake to drive that plot forward. If that makes sense. Right. Right. I thought that which the thing that's sort of retconned for for better or worse, retconned perhaps, mm. you know, they've been building to this, when you get to Spectre is where they're saying, see these guys that you've been coming up against in these mm. first three films, mm. they're all connected. So I thought Green was kind of part of those, you know, because Spectre mm. is allegedly there's all these subgroups. Yeah. Yeah, which is the, which is their retconning of 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 this film to an extent. Because the thing about that I really appreciate, especially now in the in the guts of things is how cool it was that they were just going to do it, but they were like, yeah, we don't need those rights back. It was like the final middle finger to the McClory estate mm. to be like, we don't give a shit about- We just don't have to say the name no, Spectre. We, we don't need it. We allude to the fact. Yeah. yeah. We don't even need to- They don't even need to allude. We can just have- If we want the dynamic of Bond versus a shadowy organization or you know British intelligence against the shady organization, we can just- started we can just do that and i really and i was giving them credit to their commitments because that's the through line through casino royale they mention in casino royale it's clear throughout that movie that mr white works for an organization it's not named because it doesn't really have to be even though at the time it's unnamed because in the book it is okay fuck nerd hat on in the book it's schmertz in the in the film, which you know was the precursor to Spectre in the books, but only because that was the real world Russian intelligence thing that McClory doesn't have the rights to. And so they were just like, all right, well, we don't have to name it because we, it's not Spectre and it's not Smirch Beyond him, so it's just we'll just leave it unnamed. And then that gives this whole film to really expand that. It's good world building in this film to this film's credit that I don't think many people give it. No, I, 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 they don't, and and that's why I kind of all those all these factors when I jumped back into watching this again was always through this lens of stealing myself for a clunker and being pleasantly surprised, despite not being able to push through the glass. So yeah, yeah like th- there's just there's a lot of great set pieces in. The, the yeah. opera sequence in this the, film. I was just about to fucking say the opera is maybe one of my favorite. It's in my top five Daniel Craig scenes of yeah, all time. I think it's wonderful. It's so perfectly Bondian too. Like it's it's an incredible location to have your shadowy organization. If we look back at where our shadowy organizations meet, it's usually in poorly lit boardrooms or weird Soviet artistic meeting rooms Bunkers. or. Or very bon- nice bunkers. <laughs> yeah, very nice bunkers. Yeah, it was so cool, and very like tapped into like. Oh, it almost feels like they're they're trying to do an artistic rendition of what we fantasize the Illuminati to be like. 
Yes, like that they yes, are that's right. like that they, they are hiding so, in plain sight they are hiding in plain sight they are literally discussing bankrupting entire countries because of their oil reserves <laughs> at the fucking opera in the seats and they've all got those cool little earpieces and lapels so you know who's who but you would never see it it was yeah, like so that only they know rad yeah radical yeah i really like that sequence and the fact that do we I, the thing is, though, I forget. Do we see, do we see Mister White again, or is that final shot of it's, like he decides not to stand up because then so he because re- he realizes Bond's got their number? So fucking good. Hold, yeah, so it's he the last time we see him before seat, he turns and up. He's like, there he is. He sees everybody. That's like the coolest shit Mister White's yeah. ever done. Yeah. He's just like, huh. well, and he has a, and he has a zinger too. He has like a line about it. And I think I, I wish I could have remembered what it is. I should have rewatched this film before recording. But he has some line about oh, theater's not for everybody. As he sees like his compatriots walking out and getting their photo taken by James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God right. damn. I yeah. Classic. Th- that that whole Wonderful. scene and that whole idea is really. It's 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 one of the things where I because again you were prepping yourself for a clunker. And this is the this is my been my internal conflict with Quantum of Solace. It's not a clunker, but it's still not it's still not great, and I can never quite differentiate what points are where. Because yeah. it just because the other thing about the film is it's so short; it's an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, that's that's pretty short. unheard of in our in our territory. Unheard of. I really feel like that's that comes down to that what we've said already. It comes down to the narrative just not yeah. pushing through. No. Um, but that's also, but it also, but it is also, and I, I, I want to give him credit this because not a lot of people give him much credit. That is also that was also Mark Forster's ethos behind a lot of the decision of the film. He wanted the film to punch like that. He wanted the film to go not too long, to the point, cut straight to the meat and potatoes of it, which I can respect because it's not really something we do very often in Bond. But it it ties a bunch of bows. Uh, I'd argue it ties a, a, a handful of Algerian love knots on a bunch yeah. of plot points. Um, but, <laughs> you know, there's a few things like Olga Kurilianko's character. She gets that comeuppance and kills the general. But this yeah. like, it just, it doesn't, for me, there's no huge payoff there because no. there's not, a, there's not enough development of, of her. Yeah. And that's backstory, I think. Yeah. But, oh, oh fuck, I hate it. Am, am I going to turn into a Quantum of Solace defender? Because I want to stay are. like that. I already know. Early on in yeah. this process, early on in this process, you've already told me that you are a quantum apologist. Yeah, I think I am too. I've said. Wait, no, I've oh, literally okay, said. Because I show. think I'm probably also uh, one as uh, well. Well, yeah. No, the, the, the Olga Kurilenko payoff, I've always, I've always thought was fine because it, it, it's you know the whole theme of the point is is everyone's telling Bond and and and, and um, Olga like like revenge isn't going to really help you. No, like, that's right. Really and I do like the, yet again, we have the tension. I, I do like the tension between Bond yeah. and MI6 in this where, yeah. who are the people that are coming into the hotel to try and get him? Are they just, it's are Bond, they, yeah, that's MI6. That's Judy Dench's that, goons. Ah. Because Judy she still helps him. <laughs> she just sort of lets him go. She sort of, it's, it's a weird, it's a, it's a funny scene. Cause I love seeing Judy Dench like mad. And she and and it, and it gives me a lot of lot of license to kill vibes, but she's just sort of like, ooh. She always does that thing where she's like, oh, if you if you're wrong, yeah. 
which is I think is good. Yeah. But I, I also just didn't want. I was always wondering who it necessarily was chasing him. Like, yeah, is it the CIA? The CIA want him? Yeah, at one. It's point. the CIA in the bar. And um, yeah, but oh, in the hotel. Which, which, by the way, David Harbour is the, the is the the dipshit CIA guy. <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't know about that casting. <laughs> so funny. I yeah, like, <laughs> like it's he's be- meant to be a dipshit who's like happy go lucky. Yeah, but I was also like, is this <laughs> I, look, it's before. I think it's weird because it's before like it's before David Harbour's reconnaissance, uh, uh, if you will. Like he had a nice Stranger Things really gave him a, a very cool career renaissance that he's taken with both hands and and to great great effect. I I, I love David Harbour. And what he does, because he's very good at switching from super masculine to super emotional and back and forth. But yeah, this is just like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's funny, but I think it's, that's a role that really suffers because it's not really on the page. I think all the yeah. good things about it come from David Harbour doing yeah. like political riffs. Doing David Harbour. Like specifically, specifically, I, I'll never important. forget his line where, he and Felix Leiter have that meeting on the plane with yeah, Dominic Green. With Don Green. And when it gets off, like, yeah, like on their way to Austria. And then when he gets off, you know, Felix, who we know and love, is like, I don't know why you want to put us in bed with this guy. And just the way he has his line, he's like, yeah, you're right. We, maybe we should only deal with nice people. <laughs> but it's like... Which is kind of true, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it tells you everything you need to know where he's like, He's clearly into being a, a goddamn a sticky CIA Andy, where he'll happily like bend the rules, but he's also like shocked at how Felix Leiter has been in the CIA for as long as we can assume he has been, and still be like, "Come on, you haven't you haven't you taken haven't anything official yet?" Yeah. Cringe. <laughs> like he's judging him in that moment. It's really funny. Um. Yeah. Well, who who else are we missing? Uh, oh, yeah. We should talk about our old mate Strawberry. Yeah. Yet again, and and you know the only I think we're only starting to see now in terms of more recent narrative mm. and and values in these mm. films where he overtly is is chastised by M. Yeah. Bond is. Where you know after she dies in a in a hey look you're just needlessly yeah. like bringing these people specifically women into your sphere of sphere of influence and you're re, you're able to escape because you're James Bond yeah um, but but she ain't no I and mean I I and I actually you know what I know that what they were trying to do with the whole oil thing and how it's referencing yeah. Goldfinger Tasteful. but I just no I don't I you don't like that. I thought it's a bit much. It's a bit on the nose for me. And I know that, you know, mm. maybe that maybe a decision like that wouldn't be done now, but even in 2008, whenever this came out. It it, it feels very, like, obviously we all know what it's alluding to, but it's, even so, I always think it works in the course of the film. Um, my main, like. I do find it quite ironic that. It, it's it's another it's another like it's another thing of them trying to plant the red herring that it's about oil that they've allegedly found yeah. when it's not like, yeah which it, which is kind of maybe it's only not it's yeah it's, not a it's redemption of the idea it's di- but it's it, it, uh, it's, it's certainly the, not as visual if they were being the truth and they drowned her in water yeah that's right just when got a like, wet corpse on the bed cool all right or if they find her in the bath or something yeah far less style maybe I should maybe I should write 
you know how mm. how you know maybe I should write Bond how Bond yeah. kills women in yeah. different ways or um, killed them. But my, them my killed. main my main it's not a disappointment because <laughs> again quantum apologist here. I understand what it's going for, but my main thought during that scene is always just it's kind of just a copy and paste lesson from the the Solange death in Casino Royale. Like it, it serves the exact same narrative purpose, really. He's just getting information, and in the process, he he beds this woman who dies needlessly because of her association to the information. Like it's yeah, but but what? But the thing is that there's there's still a, a really brutal and mm. reckless, but also. You know, you can you can argue that in the not just in the narrative, but in a, in a, in a in an information in an intelligence sense, mm. the Casino Royale method, mm. the the Casino, that what happens in that story and how she dies as a result. Yeah, he has to he has to use her for the information because yeah. there's no, no other source true. of the information. Yeah. So there's the, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not saying it's a redeeming yeah. thing no. because of the history of how Bond's exactly. sphere of influences gotten women killed in yeah. the films it's but just it's way less plot this, driven in this one because canonically to get what does he need to get from no. strawberry fields no. though canonically she's literally just there as a punchline to bring it well <laughs> well it's they never call her strawberry fields in the movie she's only cre- she's just miss fields she's credited in it's the credits as strawberry fields name. and uh, that's that's where i have to give credit because they could have wasted our time with a two second, like the bad bit, the cringe line that you said this movie doesn't really feature. Like, imagine if they'd had the reveal of like Strawberry Fields. I like that it's alluded to as a viewer than actually shoved in my face. Yeah. Um, that's fact. But yeah, no, you're right. She is literally there canonically just to bring him back to London because he's run off. Why they send a poor lovely woman desk worker to do this. It'd be the equivalent of like sending money penny in. Like, it's like, yeah, this, this is, this is, this feels like set up to learn a very, a lesson that is not that we really should have learnt by now, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a muddled gray area because her performance is like, she's got, she's got moments in the film. She's funny. Yeah. She's got, it's just the accidentally whole thing trips is, the bodyguard down the stairs, oh, which so I think funny. is yeah funny, but then clearly is her undoing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, why doesn't he make sure she's all right? Yeah, get her out. I just uh, yeah, get her that, out. Just get her out as like, soon as yeah. she's shown her hand. Because it's not like or he, arguably he's forced her to yeah. show her hand. Yeah. Because it's not like he. It's not like he. Well, I mean, you've led me into the other thing. We haven't talked about Mathis. No, it's, no, that's it, fine though. That's okay. I, I'm totally into that. That's I mean, that's and I, intrigue. That's it's the it's real good, and I think that may be the best part that was added as a result of the the Daniel. I'm guessing that that's a Dan and Mark addition to make it closer to Casino Royale. I don't know if I don't know if Mathis would have been in the original script. Yeah, but, but he needs he needs some so some way he needs some money and access. Yeah, after he gets DMI sixed. Yeah, and it, anyway. and it immediately and it and it does so much heavy lifting because we we have such fondness for their. Well, actually, no, I think it's I'm going to say something controversial here, but it's the opposite. I think their relationship in Casino Royale 
works better as a result of their relationship in this movie. Because they have two scenes when Bond goes to meet him in Italy and then when they're drinking on the plane. I think those are two incredible scenes between Bond and this person, this character stereotype that he's come across a few times of somebody in his field that he technically can't trust, but they're so affable towards him that he can let his guard down enough to at least engage with like that. Mm. And I think especially after the results of Casino Royale, when Bond thought that Mathis had betrayed him, that it's such a, I don't know. There's something in the performance between those two that really, when he fucking died, when he just shows up dead in the boot of the car, and they had their, they had this love, they had that lovely exchange by the garbage. I don't think he's dead. No, he's not dead until he's shot. That's the thing. He's beaten up in the back. Yeah, but even still, like that's. Yeah. No, you. I guess I've never stopped to think about it because you know he ends up in the bin eventually. Yeah, but he's not sitting there anyway. We're going to the that we're scene, going too much minutiae in this set. But that thing, no, he's not dead. He's not sitting in the car. Uh, yeah, okay, dead for okay, ages. it's fine. It's he's not dead. But that scene that happens between the two of them when he dies is 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 love. It's a great scene, mm. and it's a really it's this Daniel Craig really does watch a lot of his workmates fucking die, mm. and have these really like more so than any other. Like in any other film with many of our other people playing Bond, they don't mourn a lot of their colleagues most of the time. It's just sort of like, well, it's the job. Yeah. But Daniel Craig. Even like characters like Sharky, it's like, well, yeah, they just well, revenge them. They don't yeah. actually mourn them. Yeah. Like the closest thing I got was I, I've rewatched Li- Living Daylights over the weekend. And watching him have that moment where he's like talking to Saunders after Saunders gets him the documents. Where he's like, damn, Saunders, you're all right. And Saunders is like, oh, thank you, James. And then just gets fucking hydraulically crushed by a door. There's like a, oh. there's like a short moment of, of acting there on Timothy Dalton's behalf. But Daniel really has these moments of like mourning, but still like in the most James Bondian way possible of understanding this is the job, but, you know, show some respect. And I think it's, it, to, to summarize and finish up, I think if, if, if the main running theme of Dan's run as Bond is the fact that he is the most human Bond, this one really does solidify that necessarily, I think, before Skyfall and Casino um, uh, Spectre. His humanity is so much more and like the way that he shows it towards some people and not towards others is crucial in this film. My name is Robert Morgan Roberts. My name is Dominic Not Green. <laughs> <laughs>